Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We want to thank the folks from the Mercado. Nathan Brennan, let them know. 84th and Havelock, certified Piedmontese. As Jay Foreman always says, retail store, butcher shop, open seven days a week, 8A to 8P. Uh, some of the best cuts in town. Seriously. I'm, we're going to do the tomahawk. I'm, I, that's that's going to be on my list. We're not fun. playing around here. Yeah, the tomahawk has to happen. 402-464-5685. Sarder Heyman text on Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to be a part of the conversation, we appreciate you. Uh, we'll get to some of the texts. Uh, matter of fact, I want to bounce some of them off Barry Thompson as we introduce him. We'll do that as well. Uh, but you can follow on the Sarder Heyman Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. Of course, this hour sports brought to you folks ambition electric joe davis and what they do and we're putting joe to work we got some stuff for him going on we are looking forward to all of that but on a thursday there are certain times where you have to set the temperature in the room before greatness enters in wwe it's called their walk their their entrance they go to the grill position and their music hits in baseball it's their walkout song and it's them coming from the bullpen but for this young man, it's like this. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head. And a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Let's bring in QB coach extraordinaire, human being extraordinaire. Let's bring in Barry Thompson, the coach. BT, what's happening with you? Hey, it's all good on the wood, man. Thirsty Thursdays, we're going to eat, talk a little sports. Getting to be that time of season, it's all good. Man, this is, I was just telling Nathan, this is one of those special days. We don't yeah. get many of these that the sports equinox happens. And this is yeah. this is the only this is only uh, this is the number this is the twenty seventh sports equinox ever where the four North American sports are all being played at the same time. We will have four this year, but there's been twenty seven ever, and tonight is one of those nights. Uh, a little bit of everything. What, what where are your eyes going to be, Barry? I know you, know, you got <laughs> you got the Saints card, you got the Saint cards, you got the Buck Sixers. 
Clippers, yeah. Lakers. You got Game Two, Yankees, Astros. You got the NHL. What are you doing? <laughs> it's Thursday, so my heart will be uh, with as many split screens as I can get. <laughs> of course, UVA. Of course, UVA is playing tonight. Uh huh. But my my physical being, I will be at what we call a developmental game because all the varsity coaches are required to attend. Uh, they don't call it JV; they call it developmental. And uh, so since we're off the air here, I'll, I'll be um, working with the future uh, Westfield Bulldogs. What are your thoughts on the developmental rebranding of junior varsity sports? I think it's a, a good title that they came up with. I think it, it's, it's a word that, that in this day and age maybe kind of calms down some people, um, parents, uh, and then also – players because you do have players that are playing developmental who are varsity players who may not see a lot of time on Friday night. And so when you ask them to say, hey, I want you to play a quarter on Thursday, it's easier for them to understand the reason I'm asking you to play is because, you know, repetitions are the only way that you're going you're gonna to develop. So I kind of like it. I like it. It, uh, it seems to work. Remember the days where college had developmental teams? Yes, yes. There was a no freshman rule, and uh, there were colleges as late as the early 80s. I remember uh, there were some uh, kind of, yeah, developmental teams for different colleges that would come around and play. Uh, when I was at Washington, we used to play our guys who didn't play a lot. So it was a good chance for them to play. Yep. I mean, I just yep. think, I think we're losing the focus here. I, we had the conversation yesterday about what the focus is. So I'm going to ask you as a former student athlete, as a coach, uh, as mm-hmm. the parent of, of, of a collegiate athlete or two, mm-hmm. what is priority one when you hand your young man over to a collegiate coaching staff? What is hmm. priority one? Is it winning? Is it, <laughs> is it experience? Is it uh, NIL money? Is it uh, his relationship with a coach? Is it, uh, relationship in the community, his teammates. What is it, kind sir? Take care of my boy. <laughs> right, right. Like take I... care of my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that and that means everything. You know, it just uh, I'm hand hand over one of the most precious things I have in my life, besides my health and my wife, and you know, part of my family. Take care of him. You know, and and that's an all encompassing thing. Make sure he does the right thing the right way. Um, you know, take care of him is what I mean. And, and what's interesting about college sports now, and and I was talking to college coaches, is um, and you're talking about development, is what, coming out of COVID, there are players who literally missed a year and a half of development. Mm-hmm. So at the college level, there's sometimes any, and at the high school level, we're getting kids who, who kind of, you know, the box looks good, but then you find out there's, there's pieces missing to the puzzle that, that would normally be there. And you have to, you have to stop a lot more. I found myself stopping a lot more at the high school level to, to kind of explain what you would assume are basic concepts, but they, it's not that they don't know them. They just, they just kind of miss that. I was talking to a college coach and he said to the point where he had to take a group of his talented freshmen that came in and stuff that he thought would expect them to know that he's, 
he learned very quickly through the fall that he had to pull him aside mm-hmm. and to kind of re, re go almost like a remedial thing with him. Um, so there's a lot going on with development in college level. Barry, we were in in New Jersey and talking to your brother Edwin, and the Posey coach came up, and it's the pre-exhibition game conversation between coaches that, right? Because their coach knew me, Edwin knew me. I was included in the conversation. They didn't hold any punches. They spoke from the from, right. from the cuff. And right. to hear the opposing coach, Edwin asked, "Okay, so what do we want to do? We can play nine innings. What do we want to do?" He says, "Well, I just want to get work." Like, we want to get a work in. He goes, and I have to get, and this was the quote, and I promise you this is exactly how it was said. I need to get my crappy players some 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 playing time and get them yep. out of the way of my good players. Yep. And he said, like, yep. it, it stunned me to hear a, colleg- yep. a Power 5 coach talk about, well, I've got some dudes who aren't very good, and I've got to get them work in a space where they don't ruin my good players. Because he had to stop all the time to fix things that the good players already knew and the bad players right. should have known. How right. is this happening now? How how are Power 5 schools, with all the tape and all of the resources right. to recruit and to, to, to do your investigation and your diligence and right. your compliance, how is this still happening? Well, I think it happens. I'll talk to you from a quarterback perspective. You know, This is a time of year where I get hit or asked a lot about, especially with younger players. Uh, because it's more of a it, in Virginia, it's becoming more and more of a fact of life. They hear about seven on seven, like you know, seven on seven. You know, she play in this nest, and I, I always start the conversation this way. I said, "Repeat after me, Coach Thompson does not hate seven on seven." <laughs> I make them, I make them physically say it. Right. And then I say, "Go play seven on seven, but don't mistake that for getting better." And then they look at me. I go that has very little to do with what you're going to try to do in the fall. Mm -hmm. So you can do both, but you better make time to get better. And that idea of getting better, there's a, there's this kind of energy that just keep kids playing games and playing all the time. And there's not a realization that a lot of times you're better off practicing than you are playing. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of gets lost. I, I'll give an example. Of, again, I want everybody to repeat after me. Coach Thompson does not hit 7-on-7. <laughs> seven seven. Okay. But using 7-on-7 seven seven as an example, a quarterback and their parents say they can head off to some tournament three hours away. They'll leave on a Friday, you know, get in the hotel room. There's the gas and the lodging. They'll wake up Saturday morning, and they're, I don't know how many games they'll play, but if there's another quarterback on the team, they're kind of splitting those games. And let's say that they didn't weren't very successful, and then they'll have like a loser bracket game in the afternoon, and which they'll they'll split reps, and then the tournament's done and you go home. Well, all right. So during that time, you would have warmed up a lot. Uh, during a seven on seven game, let's say there's fifty plays, mm-hmm. uh, you threw the ball through three games seventy five times. Mm-hmm. Right. So, all right. That, that how 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 is that making you better? Whereas if you stayed at home and you had gone out and, um, you know, worked on footwork or worked on a specific, the timing for a specific throw, a specific uh, 
kind of piece of footwork that was giving you trouble or you knew it was functioning. Learn how to, you know, all these other things. Learn a little bit more about defense. Spend some time with some film. You know, maybe pulled your huddle film up and kind of analyzed where you left money on the table. There's no question which activity would have made you a better quarterback. Right. And so in this effort to play through a lot of sports, I think, A, your basketball, um, the travel schedule of, of football, I mean, baseball, um, and then this compunction to join every seven on 17. Um, players just lose. They're, they're, you know, they lose that, that practicing and they, they, they don't fully understand the value of mastering your craft, right? It takes hours and hours and hours of, of pounding on your craft to approach mastery. And when you approach it, then the game becomes a lot of fun. Uh, but it's height and weight, 40 time, and he fits the profile. Let's get him in here and go. And then you find out he doesn't have balance. He it doesn't. His eyes don't work right. His feet don't work right. You know what I mean? And, and you give him a scholarship. There, there's so much of of the the eye test and. The analytics and all those things. We got the text today, and I shared it with you about Noah Walters uh, making himself, yeah. making making a name for himself at North Alabama. Yeah. This yeah. is a part of what, what we're talking about. He makes the Jerry Rice Awards watch list uh, right. for the for the FCS Freshman of the Year for this season. Yeah. How how does so many people miss? I mean, North Alabama got it right, but yeah, how, how do so many do. people I, miss? They, they just do. Just think about the math. There are only so many four or five stars that exist. I mean, I don't know if people are familiar with the race systems, but at any position in the race system, there's only going to be 32 five stars. That's it. Yeah. Right? 32 teams. That, that's what that rating means. At that point in time, they project this player to be a first-round draft pick. Okay. Right? So there's only going to be 32 of them. Yeah. Then, you know, there's only so many four stars. And then after that, that's where everybody exists. Yeah. And that's a large population that gets overlooked and undervalued. I think Mahomes is a three-star. I think uh, I had a list of three very impactful players that were three-stars. And Josh Allen probably wasn't even rated, right? Yeah. yeah. It just gets missed all the time. You brought Noah. I have a quarterback named Tony Musket, who uh, is a two-time All-American at, um, at Monmouth. And Tony just passed over for 5,000 yards. I have another kid, uh, Presley Edwards, went down to a smaller school, Randolph Macon, Randolph 18 and 2 record conference championship, and he was the Lanier Award winner uh, for the, the best small college player in the state of Virginia. He could play, you know what I mean? But but you got to get a chance to get on the field. And the fact that somebody else didn't like him because maybe he's an inch or two too short, you know, uh, these guys are going to wind up playing somewhere. Tony's going to get a shot to play somewhere mm-hmm. after Mama. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some other guys that I have that are, that are bubbling up. That, you know, just I, I can't explain it. <laughs> can't well, it, it. So we're talking to Barry Thompson. And, and, I mean, in truth, I mean, Barry, you're producing a large number of quality quarterbacks and receivers on purpose. Like, this is not an accident that these young people are coming through your watch and under your work. And getting better about it, you're taking no-star quarterbacks and turning them into and professionals, guys that will play in the USFL, the XFL, that sort of thing. And that yeah. requires work. So then the question becomes, how are coaches missing the thing that they're special at? 
right? And the the Noel Walters thing yeah. irked me to no end, being the Nebraska right. Player of the Year, and that right. you're asking him to take a step down because of one thing, one thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was, yeah. like, like the, at some point, the coaches need to be told, "Look, that's terrible. Get it right." Right. Well, you know, you and I doing this. Our Brian Courtney is our famous example. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. we're talking about guys who who on somebody's list didn't check a box. You know, right. he was he was six one. He wasn't six two. Uh, he weighed one hundred and ninety. He didn't weigh two hundred five. Right. Yeah. That that thing. Well, there was Brian. He checked every freaking box. Yeah. And there were and nobody no, <laughs> you know, there were two upper. I, I don't embarrass the schools, but there were two schools that said, ah, we're gonna see you at camp. Well, as soon as somehow Florida State heard about him, they didn't need to see him at camp. <laughs> well, we, they looked at the tape, they understood what they saw, and they offered the young guy. Nathan, we, Nathan, we, so, Nathan Brennan is here. We were talking about this young man on a Thursday where he had not received a offer, one offer. And Barry sends the tape, and I'm going, oh, good heavens, like this is a thing. And then the, the flash goes out, and people go out and react. And immediately Florida State's like, well, wait a minute. Not only are we not going to wait, we're going to make an offer. Like <laughs> Friday afternoon, we were on the air Thursday. Thursday and Friday. And Brian, and Brian calls me in the middle of the afternoon Friday. He goes, hey, Coach, guess what? And I'm like, what? He goes, I got an offer from Florida State. And, and I, go, I, was, they on? I go, were they on the radar? He goes, no. I, said, okay. I was <laughs> pissed. I was Well, because, and real talk, Husker fans, this is part of what bothers me. I send athletes to Nebraska. All the time. Literally gift wrap with a red bow. Hey, this dude is being missed. You can have him now if you jump on board. And no offense to, to, the, to the person who said it, but the first question was, who else offered him? Yes. And I just went, this is why you can't have nice things. It yeah. shouldn't matter. And Florida State said, oh, nobody's offered. Hey, dude. <laughs> Come get some. It's they didn't care. And I'm, I'm going to out the two schools that were kind of kicking the can off. One was Boston College, one was Kentucky. And they were like, well, we need to see you in camp. And I'm like, really? You need to see this kid in camp, really? Like there was and just to help your listeners, Brian was a, a 6'3". Uh, he, at, this was in high school. He's 6'3", weighed uh, about 215, 220. Um, he was a quarterback in high school, and on his tape, the, the time we were talking to him, his first game in high school as a quarterback, he had 425 yards of total offense. The week before we were talking about him on the air, he had a game in which he scored seven touchdowns, he threw for four, he ran for three, and they flipped him on defense as an edge rusher, and he had three sack strip fumbles, and he recovered two of them. I hope- I mean, that just doesn't happen. Now, in addition, if you guys out there, I'm not making this up. 1470 SAT. He could deadlift over 600 pounds, and he ran track. And by the way, in the Nike Elite 11, uh, he he was Elite 11 quarterback, and he had a spark score of about 125. And for those that don't know, when you get a spark score above 100, uh, they can certify you as a Division One athlete. He was 125. That kid was sitting out there. With no no offer, and I literally got off air, handed all the details over to the program, and they cr- 
crickets. Like, who else but offered? The question is, like, why? Why? There is no, well, there's what, no answer. Brian's case, I tell you what Brian's case was. Some schools, like, well, we don't really like you as a quarterback once he's tied in. And then, hey, we might want to put you as a linebacker. And remember, I got on the air. I don't, when you got a kid like that, who cares what he plays? It doesn't Get matter. Him Get, him pro- pro- Get him in the I program. Get him in the program. I promise you <laughs> there's somebody eating a scholarship in your program that ain't Brian Courtney. Oh, my goodness. It, it, was, it was incredible. And it, by the way, just to finish up Brian Courtney thing, uh, Coach Norville, I think that's down there, Norville, almost every time he speaks, he brings up Courtney's thing. They, they're loving him down there. Yeah. And uh, I expect to see he's, he's working his way on the team. He's got guys in front of him. But uh, he's learning a new position, right, tight end. Mm-hmm. And he and they just, they just keep talking about him. So expect to see him on the field pretty soon. It's always fascinating just to go through it. And text line, you guys can read it. They're mentioning people who fit that mold, guys who could play here. And Nebraska's had some very mm-hmm. recent situations where the there was a player that jumped off the charts and they didn't get an offer in or it wasn't mm-hmm. done on time and there are players that aren't getting noticed at all. And sometimes it's yeah. where you're playing. Sometimes it's who you're playing for. Sometimes it's the system. Sometimes it's just bad timing. Barry, mm-hmm. in, this, in the next segment, I do want to talk about some of the, the those high school players who are getting lost in the shuffle because of of the transfer portal. Coaches are going for veteran guys that that, that they know uh, what they're getting from them. They have some tape, and then we'll jump into the Casey Thompson uh, video, and we'll talk a little bit about what you've seen as you look at Mr. Thompson uh, in this system that is Mark Whipple's. We'll do all of that and more when we come back to Old School. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.